Da 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Back in the saddle again. Yeah. Here we are. Back home at the local, incredible, beautiful, fascinating, local. Did I mention it's local? It is is local. local. Alamo Draft House in Richardson, Texas. Yeah. That's some, that's some, gosh, that is guys, that's some incredible production value we have now on the Mad About Movies podcast. Yeah, I'm fired up. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Hold um, your applause, please, for the end of the show. Well, everyone, I am. Uh, I'm Richard Barton. I am Brian Gill. Well, go ahead. I am Kent. I think I think you already know that. If was you expecting applause for my name or? Oh, oh, groaning? Okay. They're not happy to see you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, we are back here at the Alamo Draft House. We This has come become a monthly, weekly type thing for us. Come out here and, uh, and podcast here in the lobby and meet these fine folks and have a few brews thanks to the glass half full tap room mm-hmm. uh, right here on site at the Draft House. Delicious. And always great experiences. Uh, Screening films. The O'Doul's always taste better yeah. here. Their smart water is to die for. <laughs> yeah. Some of the best O'Doul. Corona yeah. ever. Yeah. And uh, Dom and the gang have signed off on that one. Yeah. They actually have a only, signed Corona from only if you if you uh, Only if you drink it upside down. Yes. <laughs> Vertical. Vertical mm. Corona. Absolutely. Now, when uh, we open our yeah. own movie theater and keep this on the hush-hush, when we open a competitor to Alamo Draft House called MAMS, um, Ma'am's draft house and cinema, draft house and cinema <laughs> that we run one day. So many confused people. Yeah, what are you? What are you talking about? We will about? Sir, We will demand that all Coronas are are drank vertically. Vertically. Yeah. I'll teach a class on it, a seminar. How's everyone doing? How are you guys? I'm doing great. I haven't Good. seen either of you in a while. We never see each other. We talk all the time, constantly, but we see each other so rarely, and it's so good to see. Both of your charming faces. Oh, this guy is a number 91. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought it was Dennis Rodman. No, it's uh, a Deadpool. I guess De- Deadpool has adopted the number of Dennis Rodman. <laughs> for, uh, that I makes mean, sense. You? It's good to see you guys, too. It's been a while since we've been here. How's it, your summer it, going? It, it's going good. It's uh, it's quite hot right now. Uh, yeah. My summer itself has been been fairly good. Uh, movie-wise, I'm not so sure. Yeah, how it's been going. We've, I guess we've been we looking talk forward to twenty. That. Yeah, let's talk about the summer of twenty fifteen so far. So we have been excited for this year. I wouldn't so much say this summer, yeah, but we've been excited right. for this year since we've done this show and a little bit before when we used to do our old show uh, back on this thing, kids, that we used to call terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. which what? was it's like a podcast, okay, but there's no computer involved. I don't understand. You just drove around. We drove around with tinfoil on our heads, and, huh. this, and it was just broadcast. Anyway, it's a That's long story. Very but, uh, but we've been excited for the for the year. This has been this mythical year, right? Uh, Since 2012, we've been talking about this. Yeah, because That's we heard about Star Wars, and we heard about uh, Avengers. Avengers Two, and we heard about Jurassic World, right? Yep. And so Entourage, <laughs> Entourage. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. 
So, <laughs> hold Guys, on. Oh, hold hold on. on. Let me get my first one in live. You yeah. ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to move the mic a little bit because it gets loud. Ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that felt good. Man. Anyway, so. What a, what a wonderful. Hey, by the way, guys, people are, my, some, uh, for my some entourage reason, showing started just now. I got to go. So oh, okay. People seem to be clearing out of this place now. I don't know what <laughs> has that effect on people or, or what yeah. the deal is. So uh, Yeah, you're right, though. It, it's been a long time coming for this year. Uh, and we're midway through June now. You know, July is going to come. Some, some stuff at the beginning of August. And sure. that's it. So we're. A good third or more than a third away through this thing. And I, I don't know if it's lived up to even last summer. Yeah, well for me at this point. For you and for me and for I assume Brian, but I we should say that uh in the in for the for the movie studios I think it's lived up to the hype. Yeah. Because it's made it's this summer has made insanely oh, sure, amounts of money. Sure. I think Jurassic World made Almost a hundred million more in its first weekend than people probably thought it would six months ago. <laughs> yeah, and that's insane. And we'll, this is going to be a very interesting weekend for Jurassic World because people were so psyched for, I think, the nostalgia of it. I don't think it was the marketing campaign, even though it was uh, omnipresent. It, it wasn't good. No, it was the a mar- bad marketing campaign, but it was like a. It was just the perfect, the right movie at the it perfect was the time. The shotgun approach, rather than the, it's a quantity over quality Absolutely. type of approach. Absolutely, you saw it everywhere. So I knew tons of people that were rushing out to see it last right. weekend, and they all saw it. So it'll be I, I, the drop. You know, even if things, this thing drops seventy percent, it's going to have made seventy million its second yeah. weekend, yeah. <laughs> which is insanity. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting this this weekend to see where this kind of starts trending because something like Furious Seven. Open very large, but maintained uh, quite a bit of momentum. And it was weeks three and four and five that it it became, uh, you know, the the story started growing about the phenomenon of, of Furious Seven. So it'll be interesting to see what Jurassic World does. Yeah, I don't know if, and this is just coming off a week uh, since seeing Jurassic World, basically a week from tonight. Uh, I don't I don't know if Jurassic World really has that rewatchability mm-hmm. factor. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to pull the people in for the second time. Yeah. is the thing. I don't... Uh, maybe... Uh, I feel like, you know, Mad Max and Furious 7 definitely have more of a rewatchability mm-hmm. factor to them. Sure. You know, stuff you want to see again or stuff you didn't catch the first time. I, I just, maybe I've been soured on, on Jurassic World, and, you know, coming off the week and just been thinking about the experience, but maybe I'm soured, but it just didn't have the moments that I wanted to revisit. Like I did, yeah. You know, I get the feeling a lot of times, and Mad Max was one of these. Furious Seven, believe it or not, was too. Where, when I'm sitting in the theater and credits roll, I just want to keep my butt sit, sitting in that seat and watch it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't have that feeling at all. With yeah, Jurassic I was World. ready to go when Jurassic World ended. I was like, that's fine, that's good. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a train wreck. Yeah, I was so thrilled at the the wild success at the goodness of Jurassic World, not the greatness. Right. It was weird because yes. that's how bad. Uh, and I, as I mentioned uh, during that episode, I've never seen Jurassic Park three, but I feel like I know it. Brian. Right? <laughs> and yeah. um, you should see it, Richard. I really should see should. it. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> uh, but uh, they're really excited. These girls are so excited for a photo booth. I bet they love. Uh, oh, it's the Inside Out poster. I, oh, okay. I wonder Gotta if they get a selfie with that. I wonder if they love. Um, what was that Adam Sandler movie? Blended. I wonder if they love blended. Ask them if they like blended. (laughs) Anyway. Who doesn't like blended? I think, yeah. Um, There's this thing where uh, the New York Times has this thing every week called By the Book, and they just interview, like, random people. 
and they they asked them a series of questions about uh, like this week was Judd Apatow about different books that influence them, what they're reading now, who yeah. they like. Blah, 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 blah. And they, one of the questions on there is, what book would you recommend the president read? And they always have something that's sort of topical. I think what film would you recommend the president be re, oh, view? I would say Blended. <laughs> You know it's on in the White House theater. <laughs> Malia and Sasha are just uh, love blended. Yeah, love so, them some. Sandwich. WTF booked uh, President Obama this week? Crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. one What's step for Marin, man. I know. Jeez. Maybe we can get him next. I bet we could definitely get Biden. He got yeah. He got Barack Obama. <laughs> I'd rather Biden. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Let's get Biden on our like. Uh, what do you think? Terminator episode? <laughs> what would he like? Ant-Man. Definitely Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah. Let's get Biden. Or maybe, yeah, like, uh, we, do you think we could get Condi? <laughs> what other major Condi. political, like, one level, two, maybe, we're probably two levels below WTF, uh-huh. maybe more, who knows, but let's say, who's below, politically, below, below Barack Obama? Everybody. So now it's just wide open. <laughs> who is, We uh, can get Chuck Schumer on for the Amy Schumer movie episode. John Ashcroft, let the eagle yeah. soar. <laughs> let the eagle soar. <laughs> Talk to him about that. I think that'd be fun. Look, look up that one on YouTube, <laughs> listeners. Uh, let the eagle soar. <laughs> Bizarre time. Itself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Pat you Buchanan. guys have already gotten out of my realm of what I know politically. So, uh, the new governor, Mitt uh, Romney. Yeah, there we, we go. Get Romney on there. Sure. He'd be a blast. Um, yeah. We could talk to him about... Uh, These people are still by taking pictures <laughs> with the Inside Out poster. It's been, it's been four, four minutes since they started. <laughs> I like how you and I, or the three of us, I forgot Brian was here Thanks. sometimes. Appreciate that happens. It. But I like how we come here and Helps we're so excited esteem. that we end up just kind of ridiculing people. As they yeah, it's mostly what we do. Because we mind. care about the fans. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. And that's what it's all about, and that's why we're here. Yeah, Brian, how do you feel about... Jurassic World a week later. Have you soured on it? Have you? Do you, uh, do you like no. it more than you? I, I think I'm right where I was when we did our review. I, it's a it's a fun summer blockbuster. It's nothing more than that. It's nothing less than that. I'm extremely happy that it's not bad. That was my main goal going in was just please don't be bad, and it wasn't. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it again, but I'm not rushing out to the theater to see it again. I would imagine that 12 to 15 year old boys are trying to drag their parents back to the theater again this year, this week. So yeah. I saw that it was expected to finish first again. Really? Even though Inside what Out... What about Inside... Oh, is, that's going to make me mad. Out, so. so Inside Out is getting insane amount of buzz. Right. As in, like, best Pixar movie ever. Yeah, as in yeah. should probably be the best picture this yeah. year kind of buzz. Which, Which is, so is exciting. Funny. It looks Let's fantastic. be real. Let's, this might be a conversation for Inside Out podcast next uh-huh. week, but or around... Uh, Monday or so, but mm-hmm. hasn't that been the case with every Pixar movie that isn't Cars or Cars Two? Uh, like every no, one that I, comes out, isn't it's just like this is the best? No, one. It, 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 Monsters it, University not was Toy pretty Story terrible. Three because Brave okay. wasn't that their, big. Their run was yeah, is is Up. Cars Two, Brave, uh, Monsters University, and then we didn't have one last year. So it was weird. Um, I think it's been. It's been a solid five years since we've had a, a strong. I mean, Brave is fine, uh, and I I think Monsters University is fine too. But uh, Cars Two is not. Cars Two is by far the worst movie that they've done, and m- most studios have ever done. Cars Two is terrible. Um, but what about Mater, bro? <laughs> Dude, y'all Gosh. don't know my life. It's you have so a kid. Rough, man. If you have a kid, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, uh, Talk to us about that. Kids love cars. Kids love cars. So I have a two-year-old, and he he freaking loves cars. Do you worry so. about developmentally what that will mean? 
<laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, he, I mean, think about it. Like, you've we already up, entered him into therapy. Oh, it's what's real. what's I mean, up with Cooper? You know, uh, yeah, he likes yeah, he cars, likes cars. <laughs> so yeah, if you could, his favorite fix character that. is a retarded the truck. So. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, he just he latched onto it. Now we we are currently my wife and I are currently on a we've grounded him for a week from from cars because it's just like this is getting too <laughs> what? much. Like you've got to super. Take a break, dude. So he, did you tr- did you just blatantly because he's two years old? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. stupid. So <laughs> not in general, just he's right. two. Compared, we don't say that enough in society. Sure. Is that toddlers are dumb. <laughs> So, did you yeah. try to arbitrarily ground him for something minuscule no. and be like, or did you just say no, you're not allowed you know because what? I'm we're your parents? We're not watching Cars for a week, but like we need to take a How break. Is that, how is that? How's he? And what day um, are you in that right now? It's like four or five days in. Okay. He doesn't love it. He's not super thrilled about it. It is decisions. weird that you just show him 2011 dirt game footage. Yeah, instead, look, he's but. gotta he's gotta know. Uh, I'm afraid he's not gonna remember dirt. So uh, when uh, whenever dirt retires in seven or eight years um <laughs> i want him to uh, to have fond memories of that no uh kid it, it's such a fun it's a weird it's a balancing but act. you knew you you knew about cars and what it was i and, don't mind cars Ca- the, the the first cars is fine it's fine it's a it you know it's not nearly as good as most of the other pixar movies but it's fine um, I thought that he would enjoy it. I did not know that he was going to get obsessed with it. When yeah. I showed it to him, and then he was just like, he literally wakes up every morning and says, "Cars, cars, cars," and you're like, oh my "Dude, goodness. stop! Like, I've you've seen, got to calm down." <laughs> I've seen two um, Pixar films in the theater. Okay. Oh no, three Monsters University. Uh huh. So two of the three are Monsters University and Cars. <laughs> okay. And then I so, saw I saw the, the Incredibles. Experience. Okay. All the others I've seen on sure. on uh, on the DVD. Uh huh. Yep, which I, is how it's. That's, that is yeah, okay, correct. Correctly, yes. all of you that are saying it wrong, we're the. It's movie fine. Experts. It won't be a technology. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk next week about. We'll compare Inside Out to our favorite. I don't think that's a conversation we need to have now. Yeah, I'm still. I might. The favorite if Pixar I have time tonight, combo. I might write something for the website for tomorrow. If I have the time. Best Pixar best movies. Pixar movies. I've seen so many lists this week that I feel like maybe I need to chime in on that. So we'll see. If I have time tonight. So we're not here to talk Inside Out or to see Inside Out. We're here to take pictures today. with a poster of Inside Out. That's our main goal. It, it premieres <laughs> tonight, and uh, the line has already started mm-hmm. uh, here at Legitimately. the Alamo. But there's another That's film. That's the line for Entourage. The people that just <laughs> oh. can't get in. What's weird is... In it's the time, an overflow crowd. <laughs> yeah. and they, I noticed why there... I was wondering why there were so many chain wallets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is about yeah, all, body spray. all screenings of Entourage yeah. is that all these theaters have to employ a bouncer to hang out and be like, no, sorry, bro. You're not, not on the list. Yeah. yeah, you're not yeah. jacked enough. Not jacked enough. No that too, V-neck yeah. isn't deep enough, bro. We are here no fedora, for a special no event. <laughs> no fedora, no entry. <laughs> we've got we've got an emergency fedora just in case. Right. Yeah. You can rent a fedora here at the door for yeah. 4X yeah. the cost. We've exactly. got a well-known fedorist here. <laughs> <laughs> the best in DFW. <laughs> yeah. Fedoras214 on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for a special event. And in my opinion, this is something that they should do every day. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. th- especially during the summer. This, If you're a theater that can literally show whatever you want, uh-huh. and it seems like the Alamo Draft House is kind of that way. They made headlines when they said, We're going to show Team America. And yeah. to sc- say screw you to Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Il, whenever uh, or Kim Jong Un, yeah, whenever the, the, the interview stuff went That's down. That's racist, Brian. <laughs> and and so they can show whatever they want. Tonight we're here. And you know this if you're listening to the show by the title, but we're here to talk Jaws and to see Jaws in the theater. 
And like I said, this is something they should do every single week. Uh, Brian and I went a couple years ago in 2013 and saw Gravity in IMAX 3D. And I remember in our review for Gravity, we we said Gravity needs to just be shown at every IMAX 3D theater forever. <laughs> Anytime ever. there's not something yeah. out, they should just put Gravity yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I feel the same way about Jaws. It's it's aged so well. Totally. And we'll talk. Well, speaking uh, we'll, of, we'll talk about Jaws not, a little bit. We here. will. But let me give a plug for this, these this beloved yes. walls at which we currently inhabit. Uh, the Alamo Draft House here in the mighty, mighty DFW in, in beautiful uh, Richardson, Texas. And I think we all know uh, who this town is named after. But they have, uh, not only are we have a Jaws screen tonight, this Saturday, I believe? Yeah, Saturday. This Saturday, uh, this fine uh, establishment of both, of three things, films, good suds, and mirth for all, is showing a uh, 35-millimeter print of Jaws. Which really? Which is yes, about yes, as yes. accurate as one can get to the if you're if you're like us all three of us uh, were born after Jaws right Brian uh-huh. we were born in 1936 <laughs> yeah. okay um, so uh, Vaughn Nam yeah <laughs> seriously Seems like what was what man. was FDR like <laughs> um, he like, was handicapped it's like Ryan shorter than you'd think well, they <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, I was at. I'm just going to interject sure. before we finish our. That's pub. rude. I would never. Do I know. That. So I went to see Newsies on Broadway, not on Broadway, but at the Broadway production. Yeah, at the uh, beautiful Bass Music Performance. No, Hall. it was the one day, one down here, Winspear. Oh, okay. The Winspear. When right. was this? Yeah. Also gorgeous. Uh, a month ago, something like oh, that. Wow. I was hoping you were going to say Windstar, but go ahead. Continue. Right. It would be great at Windstar. Um, Casino, by the way. By the way, <laughs> another <laughs> sidebar of your sidebar. Yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short are going to be at Windstar in and July. I'm out of town. Oh, wow. You want to go? Okay. Oh, yeah. so there's not that many tickets left, but they're not that bad. Yeah. I would, and when, when else are you going to see two ATs and an NAT? I'm eighteen. angry about it. I'm out of town that weekend. They're playing San Antonio the next night, too, if you want to make a double feature uh, of it. I'm going to San Antonio in about 12 mm, hours, and I'm sorry, already dreading man. it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just, kidding, just to finish my, my <laughs> yeah, little please. side note here. So I'm standing waiting for the elevator because you know I had to sit like literally the top row because I am poor and cannot for, afford Broadway productions. But um, there were two... Teenagers, let's say. Let's not say they're 20 years old. Let's say they were 17 to 19 years old. Old enough to drive themselves there, but not old enough, perhaps, to be smart. Um, Who (laughs) did not know the difference between FDR and Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. And I was... I was standing next to uh, our friend Jason, who's been on the show a few times, who is a... He has a history degree. He's a history just total dork. And it, I could literally see steam coming out of his ears. He was so angry, and so he so badly needed to correct mm. the the erroneous, the, the huge mistakes kind of that they were making. And uh, instead, we just had to sit there and listen to them uh, it, just clearly not know what they were talking It kind of reminds about. me when George H.W. Bush threw out that pitch after 9-11. Uh. <laughs> um, anyway, so... <laughs> and then it was like, what, Maper? And then he just gunned a fastball, like 94. So uh, that is maddening. Yes, so we are here for Jaws. Yeah. Um, and we're super excited. And this is a great place. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or the, I believe, D.C. area or the obviously the Austin area, San Antonio LA, area, and soon the New York. LA, please go to an Alamo Draft House. Yes. There is – and this is like – this is not – because we're here. Yeah. Uh, all three of us, and I believe if you look back in our history, long before we had this relationship with Almo, uh, there is no finer place to, to watch a film than, than this particular theater chain, and uh, I encourage you all to do so. Also, you know what else I love, guys? What? 
Tide. <laughs> Tide. <laughs> a detergent for our generation. Anyway, so... And people say that they love our show because we don't have ads. That's about to change, yeah, people. Sorry, guys. It makes yeah. Me- you know, it, it kind of reminds me, those people that don't uh, enjoy our ads, they're kind of squares. <laughs> they like, are. Which reminds me of... Which they, they should really... They need a website, though. That you would. And where, yeah. would you, where would you develop a website if you were a square? Square where, where did, space. Where did we develop com? our website? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Look at funny. that. Squarespace, squarespace.com. Website development for, for squares. By the way, <laughs> screw Squarespace because I was in a dispute with him uh, over some terms to advertise on this show. So screw you guys until you officially sponsor us. We're going to yeah. keep using your servers, but we're going to keep talking crap about you on the show. We like to, a lot of people like to invite advertisers on the show. Right. We like to hold ours hostage. Yeah, where exactly. we will just demean like, your product, and then once yeah. you give us money, we'll stop. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great strategy. It's worked, it's worked great so far. Yeah. You know what I hate? <laughs> Apple products. <laughs> All of them. I hate iPhones. I hate iPads. Oh, man. I hate money, too. Yeah. So if you're yeah. a bank, I hate you. I hate my mortgage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I take an iPhone 6 and I go to the gun range and I just skeet shoot it. Man, so, I am, I'm freaking stoked about, about our screening tonight. Yes. But we need to do one thing before we talk oh, Jaws. We do. Gosh, I got to figure out my candidate. <laughs> yeah, it's not Mad Men. Yes. Chill out. I don't know what y'all did in that episode, but I'm glad I haven't found out yet. <laughs> We need to talk American Treasures, fellas. It's, it's been we're late. Wait, it's been since we talked Avengers in this very spot. Wow, that we really? last talked Man, American Treasures. It's like six weeks. That's Sorry. a long time ago, and we owe you American Treasures. We get a lot of invitations, uh, or not invitations, rather suggestions for American Treasures. Okay, first of all, we need to we need to clear the air here. Uh, nip this in the butt. We got a, a comment from a non so kind listener who. Says that our show sucks. <laughs> That's and, fine. And he's that right. He knows because he's listened to over thirty episodes. <laughs> we obviously it's suck a lot. Thing. If you listen to over thirty hours Which, of yeah. us, don't think it's, I just listen to more than one. that because most of our episodes are between an hour and yeah. a half and two hours. So you're talking between forty-five and sixty hours of content to be like. Not for me. Not for me. Not okay. Not good. Anyway, that's like watching yeah. the Lord of the Rings series <laughs> five times and right. being like, "Don't care nope, for it." Doesn't. I don't like it at all. Goblins, <laughs> not my favorite. I don't like the woods. Yeah. And, and so he said he he's made up his mind about our show after over thirty episodes. Yeah. And he says that we are. He's careful. We're. I'm glad he thought we're extremely about it. effeminate. Which, Which is, is funny hilarious. because we also get criticism for being super yeah. misogynist. Yes. Yeah. So we, we hate women, but we impersonate them. Right. Right. Yeah. We're we're too feminist, and we are uh, too uh, woman-like. And he says that the American Treasure segment is yeah. like something you would see on The View. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I don't see that's how that's an insult because yeah. The View's been around for like twenty years. Right. Yeah. So they are all millionaires. Yeah. Ten times over. So that's he may I mean. have listened to the episode though, where we had Rosie Perez as a guest. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that might be the, that might have been one of the thirty. I consider myself the Elizabeth Hasselbeck of our group. <laughs> I call. I got dibs on. Uh, You're like the Joy Behar. I got. <laughs> she's actually awesome. She is. Yeah. She's future AT uh, worthy. But the thing, the, the way this works is, we have a little Hall of Fame on our on our website, which people are starting to steal from us. Are they? Yeah, I hear all the time, like, I'd like to welcome American Treasure so-and-so on the show. We it should, is trademarked. We should have patented it. Yeah. It's not patented, but it is trademarked. We so. should trademark it and, yeah, and 
Brian tried to throw a trade uh, American Treasury at me yesterday, which none of you will get because it's super I'm, hardcore inside basketball. I'm related. shocked. I'm shocked that you're not on board. But with I me almost fist fought. Man, Brian, the other we, day, Richard and I agree on like ninety nine percent of things. It's a berry, dude. I know, but he's not a really a berry. He came from. He's got to be adapted. Brent Berry, yes, Brent Berry's awesome. He said at. He's not an American treasure. Yeah. Sport at. When dude. we open the sport wing, mm. I'm game. so ashamed. Maybe in ten years. Uh, Hi, ma'am. What's your name? She's looking for the restroom. It's right through oh, here. Oh, we don't work here, but thank you. <laughs> it's down it's there. Okay. It's, right it's there. all right. No worries. Okay. How we become custodians <laughs> at this place, or on that level here at the draft Don't house. worry, we're not live broadcasting or anything. The way this works is, this Hall of Fame, we bring simple nominees to the table, majority rules, best two out of three, mm-hmm. two yeses gets uh, gets the person in the Hall of Fame. And it's very simple, and these, these people have to be 50 years old. Yeah, They have to have worked in the or. business for 25 years. Either yeah. or. One or the Either other. or. And they have to have a sense of humor about themselves. Mm-hmm. And they have to be born in America, of course. Yes. That's the rules. They have, we have to have been in a movie at some point in their career. Have to have been in a movie, yes. We do have a public figure's wing, but you do have to have at least appeared in right. a film. Yes. I.e., Tony Kornheiser, American Treasure, has appeared in Mr. 3000, the Bernie <laughs> Mac masterpiece. Rest yes. in peace. He's the star. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> the way this... Okay, so we're going to bring nominees to the table, and... Uh, Anything goes here. Any nominee you can think of. Mm. Have, feel free, listeners, to submit your nominees, which people have been doing, and we might choose one of them to... We have insane lists on our phone. <laughs> we, might, we might choose a listener to bring someone to the table at the end here. If we have we time, should but. do a... Here. So, we've... Good time to bring this up. Okay. Um, we had Aaron on last week for his wonderful donation to our show. Right. We're having several more of you on throughout the rest of the year. For your uh, donation to the show, talk about a movie. Yeah. What should we set the number on donation to the show? Once again, not to us, but to the show to come on and, and, and give an American treasure of your own and have us yeah. all, us three vote on it. Just for that segment, uh, we'll do 50 bucks. If you donate 50 you donate $50 to the show, you can come on in our American treasure segment, bring someone to uh, the table and bring argue, their case, argue, argue their case, and us three, the panel we'll of judges, you. yeah, and we sit in chairs like those weird things <laughs> on Green Lantern. <laughs> we sit in this orbit around you. I'm yeah. just gonna start referencing that all. The I time. love it. Great, all film. 45 Can't, minutes. Did that you ever seen. see it? No, no I I caught it on <laughs> I caught it on TNT, and I saw about. <laughs> Seven and a half minutes but of it. You have to admit, it was Blake Lively flew the heck out of it. Thirty-three more minutes than Richard, less than Richard. It was in the seen. third act, and there was. Oh, you didn't you? You? Yeah. I haven't seen okay. that. I've never seen past maybe the beginning of the second act. I left right after he became Green Lantern. <laughs> and it great was time. To the live. opening min- I should always preface this because I'm so proud of it. <laughs> Opening midnight screening. Yep, and I was just like, Brian's just with goes, me. We're just sitting next to each other. And my girlfriend and I had just broken up. Yeah, I like think six so. hours before that, yeah. and I was just like, not. And I'm that not. was not the worst thing that happened to you that night. No, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. No, that's. And just, he goes, we're sitting guy's there. This Bill Simmons' weird brother over here in the glasses. Oh yeah. He does. Um, uh, so we're sitting there and watching, and all of a sudden Richard goes, "I'm out," and just walked away, <laughs> and no walked way. through walked people yeah. all yeah. wearing Green Lantern regalia <laughs> yeah. because it's the opening yeah. midnight screening. Yeah. I go. I just loudly was like, I can't do this. This is awful. And just, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And (laughs) (laughs) people just shaved me. And I just drove home at 1 a.m., got Whataburger, and had a great night. I want you to Periscope your next walkout. (laughs) I we have proof. Okay. Periscope. Live on Periscope. (laughs) About to walk out of this movie. (laughs) It's just you, like... 
Here we go. <laughs> Selfie the entire time down the okay, down will, the aisle, and then uh, walking out of the theater and I just will, give your <laughs> your immediate review of that. I, film. You know, it's funny because I have I don't like to make people upset. I'm I'm a very passive person, honestly, in life, and I I'm I'm not a complainer, and I don't uh, I never I'm weird. I'm crazy. I don't ever ask for help in any circumstance. But I make a big deal when I walk out of a movie. I want people to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I scoff. You're pretty I, good at it. And I just I have giant size 14 shoes and they just flop down the down the stairs. Oh, it's an art form. And I walk out. Yeah, it's, I've developed it over the years. It's a skill. Uh, so American Treasures. American Treasures. Uh, we're going to bring these people to the table. We're going to vote. And uh, we'll start with Brian Gill. Brian okay. Gill, who are you bringing this uh, I've got to choose. Month. i I'm going to give you a guy that I've always I've been a fan of for a really long time. He has worked behind the scene as a writer on such illustrious programs as SNL and Conan O'Brien uh, and various other shows. He did a lot of TV work in his early days, comedy TV work, mm. uh, such as The Ben Stiller Show, Larry Sanders Show. I know uh, who this is. He did Roseanne. He did a Seinfeld ep. Always been one of my favorite character actors and somebody who always felt like was super underappreciated and recently has become not underappreciated and I love it. Uh, he was fantastic on the on Breaking Bad and uh, he was up for the character of Michael Gary Scott before Scott mm-hmm. Carell got it or Steve Carell. Excuse wow, me. How dare you? I'm sorry. I I really Dude, retract. Cowboy shirt. This guy, man. Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys do run the East, sir. Oh, You're correct. <laughs> so I'm going to bring to the table. Mr. American Treasure Bob Odenkirk. Mm. Huh. So not David Cross as well? Not yet. Okay. He did give us Tobias I'm not sure that David Cross has a sense of humor about himself. <laughs> That's probably true. But he is Tobias. <laughs> yeah. And that gets you a lot. Yeah. Um, because remember, not only does he act as Tobias, but he, he blues himself. <laughs> right. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, will you excuse me? <laughs> Richard, start with you. Uh, okay. Pro or con for Mr. So Bob Odenkirk in the world of Richard Barton is a mythical creature because I'm such a <laughs> comedy writer nerd. And these are people that I uh, uh, just have followed since like high school. And Mr. Show um, was, was pretty influential on me during the brief periods I would have HBO as a uh, young adolescent, you know, the, the free weekends I would right. watch. I'd go to HBO Comedy and just watch as much Mr. Show as I could. Uh, and, yeah, so he's great on Breaking Bad. He's great on Better Call Saul. He's, he's developed into quite the actor. Yeah. And then him and David Cross and then him is by himself are, are probably, you know, this entire kind of the Largo alt-comedy scene of the 90s. Are, those two are definitely on the Mount Rushmore of it, probably yeah. along with Patton and Sarah Silverman. That's like the big four. Maybe Mark Marin. Maybe it's a big five. I don't know. So Dane Cook, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Kevin James. And um, so, th- so I I feel weird voting. For- I'm I'm going to vote yes, but I I'm curious, Kent, as someone that doesn't have my particular brand of obsessions and nerdness, what you think of someone uh, of the caliber of Bob Odenkirk? So I'm going to yeah. vote yes. To- that obviously makes him in. Yeah. Because Brian brought on the table, but and I like confirmed. But we would like to know your feedback. Not. I just have one hypothetical for you, uh-huh. and this is not a, a yes or a no for me. Would Bob Odenkirk be a nominee had Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul never occurred? Breaking like, Bad, probably this- not. I will say this. I've had him on my list since we started doing this whole bit uh, and have just been kind of waiting. He recently turned 50. So. He has a book out called A Load of Hooey uh-huh. now, and I have not read it yet, but it has rave 
Yeah. Uh, rave, 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 yeah. rave review. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would say this. I would say that he, if I was making the argument, I would say he was an O'Malley until, okay, until that's fair. Fargo slash Better Call Saul mm. uh, has kind of propelled him to a, a higher status. Uh, and I, I hope s- that happens for the actual O'Malley. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Michael O'Malley, shout I love, out. Love Come you, on the Mike. show, man. <laughs> Big bring, shout. Bring us hats or something. Come on. <laughs> Come on the show, Mike, and spill your guts. Yeah. Dude, dude <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Classic. Nice. Classic. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I... Man, I love Bob Odenkirk. He's great. He is my... He's in my top five comedy actors, maybe of all time. I love the guy. I think he's a genius. Uh, no other really words to put it. You know, he got offered or was being considered for the role of Michael Gary Scott on yeah. The Office. Mm-hmm. It would have been and, good, but not as good. And I saw they, they had him on, I think, in season eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he played a sort of a bizarro version of Dunder Mifflin, like a bizarro Michael Scott. Yeah. And so Pam goes off. Pam Beasley goes off and tries to find another job. But she takes this job, and her boss is exactly like Michael Scott. Yeah. And it made you think, wow, he really could have done this. And it would have been it really interesting. It, it would was have been so different, funny. obviously, but it would have been, it wouldn't have been a bad different at all. I mean, that's, it definitely was a different character, but it was funny to see him in that episode do. So funny. It was almost like an homage to Steve Carell, but mixed with Odenkirk. It was fantastic. I mean, so the, guy, awkward, the guy is brilliant. Yeah. He really is. He is greatness. And he was, like you said, Brian, he was fantastic in Fargo. Great in Better Call Saul yeah. and everything else. I just love the guy for. What about Steve Odekirk, the writer of Ace Ventura films? <laughs> writer. I used to Piven. confuse them as a kid because I was like, <laughs> I was such a nerd, and I was like, well, these are obviously two great comedy writers with similar names. <laughs> right. It's really Bob Odenkirk and Mr. Show and the Ace Ventura writer. <laughs> <laughs> kind of awkward right now. We're just sitting here in the lobby of the yeah, uh, people glass staring half full, at us. and there's, I'm not kidding, 25 people <laughs> They're just 40 feet away us. just staring straight at it. They can't hear what we're saying. While They're someone just, sweeps. Yeah. They're, they're all furiously Googling Mad About Movies <laughs> on their phones. Like, who are these a-holes that take bar space? Uh, no, yeah, Odenkirk would have gotten a yes for me. Yeah, so. great. Awesome. But would he have gotten a yes on The View? That's the question. Would it have, would Elizabeth Hasselbeck slash Rosie O'Donnell right. voted him in? Probably not. So <laughs> screw you, uh, listener who thought we were <laughs> right. the view. Maybe listen to 35 I would, episodes. Hey, who's Whoopi? No, here's a real question. Kent's would definitely Whoopi, here's right? The, here, or Meredith Vieira? Is he like a Meredith Vieira? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's, you're the host. Here's, let me, this is serious. Here's a real question. How would you know if it's a segment for The View, had you not watched <laughs> yeah. multiple well, he episodes watched 30 of episodes of The View to get a good feel <laughs> yeah. for it. Guess what? Yeah. Didn't care for it. Yeah, just was too effeminate. <laughs> Did not care. Six weeks of View episodes. It was like, <laughs> not for me. Not for me. I'm out. Okay, Odenkirk's in. Richard, okay. who's your nominee? Okay, so my nominee, ironically enough, is a, is a morning television great. This is someone that's probably our only Mad About Movies American treasure who makes me physically sick when he starts talking. <laughs> Let me explain that. So when you're a kid and you're sick, and this happened to me quite a bit. I was a sickly child. You know, you wake up with a stomach bug or the flu or whatever, and you wake up at like 7, and you're like, Mom not going to be able to go to school, or dad not going to be able to school, or I don't know, uh, transparent, I don't know, whatever, it's 2015, i got to be careful, <laughs> parent figure, I cannot go to, I cannot go to school, uh, I'm not feeling well, and they, they, they inspect you, and they say, oh wow, he's, he's actually sick, and then they say, okay, go, go back to sleep for a little bit, and yeah. we'll, we'll deal with this uh, later, 
This always happened to me. And then I would go back to sleep at 6.30 or 7, and I would always wake up on the dot at like 9 o'clock just feeling. And that's when you feel the worst. Yeah. Is when you wake up for good and you don't feel well. And this show was always on in my house. So when I hear this sound at 9, you know, nine now when I hear the sound of this man's voice all the time, uh, I get sick because it's just like a Pavlovian <laughs> reaction in his voice and characteristic. But he is such an AT, and it's unbelievable that he's not an AT so far because I think the three of us love him, and he's certainly been a big part of one of the biggest shows of Kent and I's life. But I'm going to throw this out there. American, I'm not even going to go, it's one of the few people that can go last name without a last name. <laughs> so I'm just going to say the first name American Treasure Regis. Oh, wow. He's already an AT. No, he's not. Yes. Last time. Regis Philbin, last time we were here, was voted in to the... Was he? Check, I think he might check, be right. Check the Hall of Fame. Oh, I my guarantee gosh. I just went is. on for a whole spiel. Yeah. No, but he is an American treasure. Okay. Yeah. I got to pull up. I got to been in. Sorry. I gotta, I've got a Sam Cassell basketball <laughs> reference thing pulled up. It happens. The to weird the stuff that I... Okay. So we'll go out. We'll go another TV public figure since I did yeah, this. Yeah. Call later, an audible here. Later on in the day. You ha- you're still feeling sick. Yes. <laughs> and you've gone through the day and you've thrown up and you're just feeling, you're starting to feel better. Gone nuts. And this person makes you start feeling better because the day of your 24-hour bug is almost over because it's nighttime and it's coming on. American Treasure, and he's a Montana guy, which I always like, American Treasure Tom Brokaw. Oh. Oh. That's a nice one. Thomas Brokaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's interesting. Because we have to replace yeah. Brian Williams. We do. He's out. He's been out. Yeah, I know. What do we do with him? He's he's on the air now, guys. So MSNBC? we suspended him. So I think what do we, we make do now? Joe Scarborough or Rachel Maddow in American Treasure? Ameri- Brian Williams will get back in when he goes back and everything's settled. <laughs> in the honestly, the air clears. Oh, Regis isn't. I yeah. apologize. Listen, you just listened to that whole life story probably for the second time because <laughs> you know I did a lot of drugs. Um, yeah, Brian, go ahead. Pros or cons for yeah. You um, Here's my thing with Tom Brokaw. I will absolutely vote for him. There is no way I can make a case for him. Does that make sense? Like, I think yeah. he's awesome, but I don't have anything to uh, to back that well, up just beyond good just radio, general. Brian. Good job. Yeah, just, just general look. being a human. That I think I know we who all. I just I can't. Here's my argument for who is just like gosh. F Tom Brokaw. Like, who doesn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's got to be a yeah. guy, but that guy's yeah. an idiot. Like, who just is, like, not a fan? Yeah. Don't enjoy his work or personality at all. I will say that uh, future American treasure Alan Iverson credits Tom Brokaw with saving his career. So, and that's all I'm you, in. That's I'm what in I wrote because it down. I love Alan Iverson. So. Kent, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Tom Brokaw, I don't oh, know why Brokaw. he retired. <laughs> Let's be real. Because he won't. Whoa. Jurassic World's going. Hit it, Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Dinosaurs and stuff. Four people walking in there. It's, <laughs> but wait till the other guy is, is wearing cargo pants, and he's 100% serious. They're the kind that zip at the knees, too. Yeah. Well, Everybody! He entourage! Just in case it gets hot in there. Theater can, 5 Entourage! <laughs> oh, people are just going wild. <laughs> people are that's great We radio. can't. Heck, people are so excited. People are. For entourage. They're pushing each other. It's they're a, pushing each other to get in there. You know, yeah, like I said, though, uh, he should have never retired. He, he wanted to hang out in Montana and fight Grizzly I Bears. I guess so. But he's, David he, I feel like he's on Jimmy Fallon's show like every week. I know. And it he still does the away. elections. He does the best yeah. kind of retirement ever. Like, 
I do still want to do the fun parts of my yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Which is what we all hope hey, to do. Right. That's all I want to do. I could, I could come on this podcast and just give a weekly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I still got paid. <laughs> one of the you can still get paid the exact same that you make true. now. Definitely one of the best voices. Yeah, absolutely. In television history, love me some Brokaw. Uh, I can't think of a. Re- Does he have a sense of humor about himself? Yeah, he's funny, Richard. He is funny. He's very dry. He's not like Brian Williams funny, but he's very dryly yeah uh, comic about himself. Brokaw's he always seems from- cool about people making fun of him. Too, yeah, and his that's voice a big and all that. Great. I mean, he, yeah, he'll look great in the denim vest, too. He's like an outdoorsman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He'll, he'll hunt like, in it. Yeah, exactly. He'll like wrestle grizzly bears in our, awesome. which is what we always want in, yeah. the, uh, in the denim vest. So that's my Kent. Yeah. I believe you have someone in the ring. So oh, congratulations, Tom Brokaw, yes. and uh, all that. So, so far, great. Uh, good great, cast so far. Yeah, I like good it. In, in good, uh, good apartment complex. Your vests are on the way. Mm-hmm. Your denim vests are on the way. I'm going to bring somebody to the table. I'm not sure how you guys are going to react to this. Did I get it? Not Joe. <laughs> okay. Not Mr. Pesci. How dare thought. you bring up Joe Pesci before Daniel Stern? Uh, Fair ne- point. It would never happen. <laughs> this is somebody who I don't know how you are going to react. Is it going to be a pro suits. or a con? No. This is one I've been kind of debating. I'm for excited. A while, we haven't had a controversial selection in a while. Um, let me just tell you. Let me just start this off with a story. You know, okay. when I was younger. I used to feel really sick in the morning. <laughs> and I would, you know, the worst part. I like that you guys just let me do that for 45 I didn't know minutes. where you were going with I it. I thought, you know who honest. I honestly thought you were going to say? Joy Norm Hitzkiss. Matt Lauer. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. I thought it was going to be a Today Show. He's yeah. sort of the only, been the only I consistent. I was a Charlie Gibson guy, GMA guy as a kid. I've really? since switched to Today Show, which is the opposite of most people. But, yeah, but I was a or Charlie. Al Roker. I'm team Charlie Gibson all day. All nice. day. Diane Sawyer. I'm married to Mike Nichols, one of my heroes. Sure. But this is... Rest uh, in peace. I would stay home sick, and there's only two things you can do. Watch the Today Show, watch The Price is Right, mm. and then watch what I used to watch. And, you know, people say we're effeminate. You know, I say, <laughs> listen to this. Sally Jesse Raphael. Has a great sense of humor about themselves. Uh, has been... Extremely abundant in their late night show appearances, and uh, has a global empire, uh, and that was to their detriment for a while. Okay, okay, I'm going to bring the, the nominee, American Treasure, Martha Stewart. Ooh, I love Martha. One. I don't think this is going to be as controversial as you think. Okay, Martha's awesome. Her cooking sections with uh, cooking segments, rather with Conan. Way back in the day, yeah. were among and when he went to her house and cooked, funny. And she's been to jail, which just makes her even more baller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got exactly. some street cred. She has street cred. She was funny on that Justin Bieber roast. Yeah. And uh, there were stories of her getting high with Jeff Ross and Snoop Dogg at the after party of the Justin Bieber roast. Nice. And to be a fly on that and wall. And she's older than you think. It looks fab- fabulous. Yeah. She's like mid- early to mid seventies. Yeah. Looks great. I'm Team Martha all day. So yep. I, you have my vote, 100. I mean, that's a good one, Ken. I'm mad you, I didn't. Think who would that. you want to have a beer with? Yeah, <laughs> freaking Martha Stewart. Yeah. How awesome would it be yeah. if she was in here at the Alamo, about to? Yeah, freaking. And there's a lot of stories of her yeah. just screaming at no, her yeah. employees and stuff, which just makes me like her more. Because <laughs> I'm awful to her interns, so I like I respect that in a person. But what movie has she been in? Would be my question. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna find out. I'm She's looking. been in comedies. I can guarantee yeah. you. She, she was on Third Rock from the Sun. Does that count? Yeah. No, Min, it doesn't. Men in Black Two. Oh, there we go. Done. 
a masterpiece anyway. <laughs> Men in Black 2, really. I don't, yeah. It's been a while I'm since trying I... To find, she's, got, she's got a lot of TV credits, obviously, but uh, trying to find her. Who cares? I mean... She's in. She's there. She's a freaking her, her and Letterman yes. were great together, yes. too. Uh, that, I'm sad to see that partnership kind of go, because they brought out the best in each other on, like on TV. She brought it's in like a full-size teddy bear, And too. it's like, all oh, has tape all over it. Like, it's been yeah. murdered. She might not be... All there, guys. Okay. <laughs> kind of awkward to go see uh, Mad Max Fury Road with, <laughs> with bring a teddy bear. It's not that kind of film. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's my nominee, American yeah, Treasure. Yeah, I'll give Martha you my Stewart. vote as well. Yeah. She's, she's great. You, you guys hit it all. So, Wow. Three more. That's a fun comp. That's a fun apartment right there. Yeah. Tom Brokaw, Odenkirk, and Bob Odenkirk, and Martha Stewart. We'll mail the vest tomorrow morning, and then we'll have the ceremony. Yeah, uh, at the Mad About Movies headquarters in, uh, as we all know, uh, we're gonna, Mar- Southern Georgia. Right, <laughs> Martha, we're going to mail your vest Tax blank. Purposes. Yeah, we're going to mail you a blank one because we know yeah. you're going to embroider it yourself That's anyway. A right. great plan. Yeah, let her design her own vest because she's a she really is incredible. If you think about that, as we get old, yeah. It was like when Martha Stewart's heyday was when we were kids and teenagers, and it was like, eh, it's boring. But now you're like, what a cool lady. Yeah. She could do literally everything. Hip, hip lady. She could, like, candy apples and then just, like, go build a fence. (laughs) It was awesome. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? That's so cool now that I'm in my late 20s. Like, I want to – you're right. I want to rage with with – M stew, as I call her. So it's <laughs> like if if Tim Allen was actually a tool man and wasn't a tool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Well, that's a that, good that's a great that's class. a very eclectic fun and like fun it. cast. And 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 uh, congratulations to uh, to all. We just we just inducted and also Regis. We congratulations. <laughs> congrats again. Second best. We just inducted Martha Stewart into a Hall of Fame. Well, tell me they would do that on the View. I'm like they would never. Yeah. They don't have any Hall of yeah, Fame. They don't have any uh, love on. for Martha there. Okay, let's move on, guys, and let's uh, talk about Jaws. Okay, I want to get just general thoughts and impressions of this screening I didn't from you know guys. It's about a shark. It's it's actually shocking. It is about sharks. I it's not it about a dentist, a killer dentist. I thought it was about Lael Collins. Oh, jeez. Hey now, no one knows uh, that reference. I know that's why you I live, made it. Because if a, they did, I wouldn't. You live trust within a three-mile vicinity of here. You know <laughs> what we're referring to. Uh, man, what a fun time this was! Uh, coming here to see Jaws on yeah. the big screen. That uh, was great. Have you ever seen Jaws on the big screen? Any of you? Either of you? I don't think I have. No. Uh, that depends on how big the screen is. <laughs> What's your definition? 50 inches of? or bigger? Yeah. No. No, yeah. haven't. But. Yeah, I have a 55-incher at home, and I've watched Jaws on there a time or two. Yeah. No, this is the first time I've seen it yeah, in the theater. Same. I've thought about it a couple of times. It's, it seems like it's one that's always As it should be, showing yeah. during the summer, which is fantastic. I didn't care What's for up? the Never director. Before. <laughs> he, he just yeah, really held he, the whole thing back. He didn't pan out and anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. not missing anything. But I think we can all agree that the person that will launch from this is definitely Dreyfus. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Robert Shaw is going to... Just go straight straight to the top after this. Mr. Holland's Opus. I teach civics. God, he is he is pivot of all pivots, is oh, he yeah. not? He's Well, ju- I mean is that Nakari? Um <laughs> He's Piven uh, the pivot of all pivots, as we all know, is Adrian Grenier. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. I thought it was uh, Matt Dillon, but we'll keep that going. <laughs> it's Jerry Ferrara. 
Uh, man, this was such a, like I said, fun, awesome time. Onions, I want to. We've <laughs> never yeah. talked about Jaws on the show. I can't believe that hasn't happened. This is 40, 40th anniversary of Jaws, by the way. Really? Yeah. 40th freaking anniversary. 1975, this, this film came out and was uh, the, the first big blockbuster. It I was. Say. It defined, original blockbuster. Yep. Defined the blockbuster. Let's talk first about just the impact of yeah. this film. Mm-hmm. Let's talk no. mostly about that. What, what kind of precedent did this set for film from now on? We were actually talking to a, a lady here in the office, I mean, here in the lobby before we went on the air. And she asked, well, what are you guys seeing? Why are you guys here? We're like, oh, we're doing a show. We're talking about Jaws. And she said, Jaws changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. That was her first sentence out of her mouth. And I, that's been the case with a lot of people. I mean, rarely adults, you know, 40 years or older Sweet that sound city shirt that you can oh that is yeah, a cool shirt we like you your can, shirt sir nice that you can mention Jaws 2 and they they have some reaction life changing yeah never been so scared in my life you know I, I remember where I saw it I remember where I was when I saw it all that kind of stuff and so talk a little bit about the impact of Jaws Brian do your parents did your parents grow up talking about it was it one of those films that was held in such a high yeah. regard yeah up? my uh yeah my parents i believe they went to see jaws 2 i think that's right on their honeymoon. the superior of the films <laughs> yeah um it is funny jaws is one of those movies that i don't know if you guys you guys were since you're younger than me you may not have had this experience but 22 years younger <laughs> uh, we had a radio no um <laughs> We had tons and tons and tons. What was the impact of the first Lucy episode, Brian? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We had a ton of movies on VHS, just like recorded off of TV Uh, and stuff. And uh, that's illegal, but yeah, totally. But we had hundreds and hundreds of those pre-piracy days. And uh, this was one of those movies that I had that I watched as a kid, and I was definitely too young to watch it. But I was watching something that had been edited heavily for. Mm TBS or something at yeah. the time, and so you know, WB played it a lot. Really locally. realize how exactly how horrifying all of it is until you see it later. I had that experience with a lot of movies. Monty Python and Holy Grail is another one where it's like I had only seen an edited version of that until I was probably twenty five. I had no clue some yeah. of the some of the stuff that's in there, that, which we may be returning uh, to. By the way, we might be doing if you're local, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, or if you're not, plane travels cheap these days or Southwest Airlines. Yeah. Uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail, is showing here in like a week or two. Yeah, I think it's next week, and we may next be podcasting. There's may be podcast, possibly. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw the movie. Uh, I don't know, fairly at a fairly young age. This is one that my parents uh, held up as, as a. This is a great movie, even though it's horrible. My dad held it up. I think my mom still is too afraid to watch it again. Um, and it's it's such a great movie. It's, it has had a huge impact on my life because I think it's it's one of those. Maybe ten movies that you put in as like this is the reason why I love movies is that yeah but also just on a very real life practical way uh, I am terrified of the ocean and of swimming and of <laughs> uh, the things that will attack me if I get in the water and that is thoroughly due to uh, to Jaws' impact on my life I'm I'm happy with that and I'm, Finding I'm Nemo, okay to be yeah fair. Finding Nemo was pretty terrifying that anemone uh, really scared the crap Shark's out of me Shark's tail. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a horrifying movie uh, in the best sense of that word. I mean, it's it's such a it's a blast of a film to watch, um, but it is one of the few movies that I have sat through more than once that legitimately scares me. Yeah, um, yeah. 
And that's, I mean, that's that's such a, like I said. It's actually kind of confusing because the listeners knowing you, uh, we us knowing you, Richard and I, we know that you hate horror films, uh-huh. anything scary. We know you hate the ocean. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, Brian calls us and is like, hey, you guys, we should do a podcast, a live podcast on Jaws. It's like, really, top, Brian? Top 15 movie for me. I think it really? was just on the outside of my top 10 when we did our 100th what, what, episode. What about the film... It bring, is like bring well, brings out the the fact that you don't care about being scared, or right. the fact that it's the ocean and you hate the like. Um, there's a I guess there's for one thing it's it's so well done, it's so masterfully crafted um, that you get it's thrills and suspense, not ghosts and stabby horror movie people and stuff like that. Also, I ha- I feel like I have some control over it because. I could be attacked by a ghost, I guess, <laughs> right. leaving the theater. I will likely not be attacked by a shark because I never go in the water. The, the, so the stats actually say you're more likely to get <laughs> yeah, attacked by a I ghost. I would argue yeah. the opposite of that, rather. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, am, I, am, I stay out of the water. I don't swim in swimming pools. I don't swim in lakes. Uh, I barely shower. No, uh, but, but the ocean especially, I have a deep... And Richard shares this This uh, Not quite to the weird, extreme, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a deep respect and, and interest in the ocean. Like jo- uh, Shark Week, I'm all for. You watch all horror movies stuff. Yeah. like Brian and I watch yes. underwater documentaries. Yes, and they, like they horrify me. And, uh, but but I'm, I'm also fascinated and super interested in... For example, when we would see Gravity, the scene in Gravity that stressed me out the absolute most is when she falls into the water Spoiler at the end. Like, <laughs> like, I started to like hyperventilate a little bit on that front. But, uh, Still haven't seen it, guys. Well... That's up to you, it man. It sucks. Don't, um, don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I just... It's so well-crafted and so well-done, and I think that if you know any of the backstory of the production of the movie, I think yeah, yeah. Uh, Spielberg lucked out that the mechanical shark didn't work effectively because he had to make this film more suspenseful than, in, than horror, and I think that's part of what makes it such a great film. Yeah, he says that now... He, yeah, sure. he said he hindsight, right? No, he I mean he he's he talks about the opening scene of the film in, in which uh, we see a lovely young woman going down to the beach to take a swim. Yeah. And he talks about the fact that all you see is the 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 girl starts getting eaten and all you see is her getting jerked around the water and then she just goes under and that's it. He said, you know, the the plan was to have this grandiose thing where this giant shark comes out of the water and swallows her whole and it's this big bad way to introduce the shark yeah. in the opening scene but he he says you know I, I deliberately chose to not show the shark in order to build suspense They're like well no you didn't because you literally didn't have a shark to show like, right. you couldn't, if you shark even, malfunction if you couldn't have won it yeah right. but it's crazy to me to think Spielberg was 26 when he made Jaws. Wow, that's crazy. And uh, that's younger than uh, all of us. Uh, he made he made Duel when he was 22. I think he made uh, Superland Express at 24, and then he made Jaws at 26. So quite we need to get a, we need to get going with our movie careers, guys. Yeah, yeah I know. We'll get start. That's it's freaking crazy to think uh, that uh, this film could have been done by a 26 year old at the time but man like you said Brian masterfully crafted it's just it's so impressive on the big screen to see what's crazier is that Doug Ewan made Entourage 
Doug Ewan made Entourage at 45. <laughs> I mean, that, that is You just, think about that, um, it's even more nuts. Yeah. And, I mean, on the big screen, this just plays so well. And you, like Richard alluded to, I mean, we've seen this so many times at home and on TV and in every VHS format and DVD format and Blu-ray, yeah. uh, you know, restoration and all. It just doesn't compare to to it in a theater. And the reaction is the same, you yeah. know, 40 years later. People are seeing it for the first time. Some people haven't seen it in 40 years, and they're coming back to the theater. It just, it just, it has aged so flawlessly. It's a really uniquely structured movie for its time. Yeah. But now it seems so, um, not not like cliche or anything, because it's established the cliche, but it's like, oh yeah, that's the formula. That's right. when he figured out, that's when they figured out the formula uh, for this. So it's, uh, it's a really important, arguably, uh, maybe the most important movie like ever. Uh, yep, in a lot yep. of ways, if you think about it, it's certainly in terms of dollars and cents. Yeah, at least from a studio perspective like that. Yeah, yeah. and so it's uh, it's probably between that. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be between that and Tammy. And <laughs> it's, uh, right? Yeah. Well, what else sure. did you throw in there? Uh, you know, Identity Thief. <laughs> yeah. The Heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, keep naming names. I can keep going on. Sure. You... Why not? Um, but yeah, it's a really, really important movie, and it's one I, I, I do sort of end you, Brian, in that I never got to watch it without the awareness of its place and the sure. awareness of it being a movie I needed to watch. Uh, I wish I could have come ac- up across it more organically and, and give more thoughts that way. Yeah, because I came into it aware of, very aware of its place and everything, and very excited to watch it, and so. It's hard for me to give an honest review of it, but it is. It's so great and so fun, and I've since seen it two hundred and ninety million times, uh, just in different, different. It's always it was on, like there were, it was always on in college and people's dorms and at parties and stuff, which is weird. Still, I mean, you think I went to college years later as a couple homeless guys walked not, by. Not a kidding, not kidding. Guy walked by just now with, with a draft, draft day shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, is that what no, it was? He's wearing a draft day shirt. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. Unreal. Couple Didn't vampire. even know they made those. I'm going to need to... A couple guys here for the interview with the vampire screening, but uh, <laughs> is that Lestat or whatever his name is? Um, so did you see that? that? Yeah, I did. That's yeah. a good point, Richard. It, it kind of does warp your perspective knowing this is an iconic film. Yeah. Right. I, I was lucky my parents or my mom uh, did give me that kind of organic piece into a lot of other movies that are classics. But Jaws was not one of them, so I came into it hyper aware of it. Kent, what is your experience and some perspective yeah. on your personal close relationship with Mr. Jaws? Man, I've seen this movie like you, Richard, just countless times. Uh, I've, I visit it multiple times a year, even. I uh, hmm. love this movie so much. Uh, the, the Blu-ray restoration... It came out in 2012, I believe. For the, a, was that yeah. a weekly recommend of yours, or we I talked about it on the old radio show? I know okay. we talked about it, uh, but that, they did it for Universal's 100th anniversary. Yeah, that's And that's right. worth checking out. That's the best experience you could have watching Jaws, not in a in a movie theater. But, yeah. Man, they, they, they show so much to, to Jaws, like you said, Richard. Not only in summer blockbusters, but in secluded... Uh, Placing a thriller in a secluded uh, area, such as, you know, signs, for example. Uh, you know, it's only in the sure. farmhouse and the, the aliens outside trying to get... After Earth. Uh, after Earth. Gravity, we mentioned earlier, but, you know, the simplicity... The, just, the simplicity yeah. of the story really resonates with an audience, and it did at the time. And, yeah. and that was something that Spielberg obviously 
wanted to, you know, it, this is based on a novel, Peter Benchley's Jaws. Yeah. And Peter Benchley helped with the, the script and the screenplay and all that. She and just got out of Entourage, that little girl. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> wearing a fedora. And Super stoked. <laughs> and it's, but it's something that Spielberg didn't want the, the backstories of all the, the people. He didn't want the, yeah. the, the side story of the affairs that there's, happened. There's, so there's so just, little wasting time exactly. in Jaws. It just gets to it. It's just a straightforward mm-hmm. action-adventure movie. Yeah. And it, it's just such a, such a great ride to, mm-hmm. to be on the uh, to be on the boat with them and, and to be in a midi. And it just it, you feel like you're there and you're a part of that little town. It's just such right. a such a great way. This 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 isn't a national story. This is a local small town dealing with a, a pest of a shark. And I want to talk about some of the, our favorite scenes of the film. And uh, we'll talk about the the score and, and other things yeah. such in in a little bit. But how intelligently crafted some of these scenes are is is incredible. Not only the fact that what they shot on the day, but also the stuff that they did in the cutting room and the edit room and the edit mm-hmm. bay. How well some of these scenes come together is is mind blowing and it never really gets old. And I want to name a couple of scenes specifically. First of all, where they're riding on the ferry and uh, the mayor of the town is having the conversation uh, with with Roy Schneider's officer Brody about, uh, hey, this can't get out. Uh, you, you go in the you go in the ocean and yell shark. Everyone panics. So right. we have got a Fourth uh, of July panic on our hands. We can't, you know. But the whole time they're riding on this ferry, the camera is mounted static, but the background is is moving because they're uh, taking this ferry across the uh, the yeah. way there. Very simple setup, mm-hmm. but such an effective scene. A, a way to keep the action kind of right to not get bogged down pacing wise from these two people talking. Sure. You have stuff happening in the background, and this scene that they're on is literally moving. Uh, through the water, right? And it's just a great way to keep the energy up and, and all that. And it's such a simple idea, you know, like yeah. hey, you sit on this ferry and and just have a conversation. But uh, I wouldn't have ever thought to do that, you know. It's there's nothing like that in a in a book or in source material that you can do. That's just pure directorial instinct, yeah. and yeah, uh, that's great. Uh, what what are some of your favorite moments of the of the movie? I think the. I to me the the best moment of the film the 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 best acting the, the most sobering moment is it doesn't even involve the shark is when they're all sitting around the table on the boat drunk and uh, and Quint starts talking about the USS Indianapolis and the sharks that were coming and and yeah. killing yep. off and it's it is such a like I said it's very sobering and um, it's a very real moment in a blockbuster type movie about a you know a giant shark that's eating people mm-hmm. um, and it 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 humanizes I think the entire story and in some ways kind of brought to light a story that wasn't really super well known from uh, from World War II and I, I know I've seen yeah. interviews with veterans and people who were on the USS Indianapolis that have talked about how that movie has brought attention to their story and uh, yeah, and yeah. all that it's it's a it's just a fantastic scene and it's also a, there's not much time in this movie for uh, Schneider and Dreyfus and and especially Robert Shaw who is just a fantastic actor to show yeah, yeah. how good they are as actors he, man what struck me the last time watching this was Robert Shaw. Yeah. He, he never gets talked about. 
other than maybe Jaws sometimes. But the sting. He, he, without, yeah. without him in this film, mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be. He, and it's weird to say Roy Schneider's the star of the film and people, he's most well known for this film. He's number three behind Shaw and Dreyfus in performances and, just and, on the boat. And the know, shark. And the shark, yeah. you yeah. know, so. Yeah, no, I, I think Schneider did a great job too in Dreyfus too, but I, I, it's Robert Shaw who makes it from an acting standpoint that makes it work, and he just owns that scene and uh, and keeps it going. Uh, I, I think that that sequence is fantastic, and it really you know everything in this movie pretty much holds up really well. But that's such a yep, yep. a uh, a dark, dry moment in the midst of all the chaos and crazy. Another scene I want to point out. And uh, the, what I was referring to when I said some scenes came together flawlessly in, in the cutting room uh, is the scene where Roy Schneider's trying to take a relaxing day at the beach. And he's trying to get his mind off this whole shark thing. He's telling himself, you know, subconsciously, hey, nothing's, everything's going to be okay. No yeah. one's, nothing's going to happen. And he, he has this feeling of paranoia as he's sitting on the beach and watching his kids play and all yeah. this. And... And he just knows something's going to happen. And, and you feel the tension uh, with the cuts. Uh, people, the cuts are made, uh, you know, looking from the ocean to him with people walking by. And, and the cuts get more close to him, further away from him. Uh, yeah. it, it comes off at almost as one take, sure. in, in all honesty. Yeah. And, and the, of course, the iconic shot that this movie's most well-known for is uh, when he... he First realizes that a shark attack is actually happening, mm-hmm. and that whole yeah, that whole pan zoom in effect that we get, uh, the, the, the push in zoom out effect that we get, yeah, uh, it's so so impactful and so great. But that whole scene, I, I encourage the listener to go back, watch this film, really analyze that scene. There's a great video essay you can watch. I forget what it's called. Uh, but if you just search Jaws beach scene uh, video essay, you could find it. And we have those and, and deconstructs it. We have those online from MacGruber as well. We, we deconstruct we scene by scene. <laughs> scene by scene. And really get to what the filmmakers were trying to accomplish. Yeah. And very extremely intelligently crafted uh, yeah. cinema. And and that's... Yes. And I'm saying all those things. So those are just normal scenes that any yeah. film can have. It has nothing to do with the sh- with uh, being on the boat or the shark attacking uh, right. the, the in the third act or anything like that. This is all just baseline it's, uh, filmmaking. But it's it, so beautifully non-influenced, too. I mean, obviously there's, in, there's influence is in it of filmmaking but it's such an original way of sh- mm-hmm. doing yeah. it and I always say that like when people are like yeah you know I can't really get into Bob Dylan I really I prefer you know like uh, who, you know uh, Florida Georgia Line <laughs> who, another singer song you know like I, re- I like John Mellencamp and it's like first off <laughs> there's a lot of things I can say there but secondly <laughs> like there is no John Mellencamp without D- right. Dylan and I know Dylan has influences of, of like blues and folk and Jaws has influences in film early but they're like the right. first to really do it do it do yes. it and like you get so much more credit for that to do it originally to do it without you know I can go try to I can go you know a lot of the stuff you do with Jaws you can go do um, but now but you have to always keep in mind when you're watching this is that like Spielberg was just as a 26 year old kid, just freaking just thinking, owning it, just yeah. thinking of this stuff and doing it. Yeah, uh, it's without homage, without anything really, just like killing it. It's, well, it's, it's yeah, and I think too, it shows the fact that this is 40 years old. It still holds up. It's still a great movie. All that 
yes, you could go out and you could do that now. Mm-hmm. It still wouldn't be nearly as no, good it because no. it's Spielberg. I think that's what we just saw with Jurassic World. I, I think I said in the podcast what this thing is missing more than anything else is, is Spielberg mm-hmm. because you can, you've got this insane budget, you've got great CGI, and it's, Jurassic World has great CGI in it. Uh, all the work Way is, better than is, Joss. <laughs> yeah, is done. It, it, it's all there, but it all seems a little hollow because as good a director as Colin Trevorrow may turn out to be, he's not Steven Spielberg. And, and I think that's what it comes down to is the fact that he can make, that Spielberg can make this movie as good as it is and still remains to this day, 40 years ago at 26 years old, this could very easily be a sci-fi movie, you know, or yeah. something yep. something really cheesy and, and, and stupid. And instead, it still scares the crap out of people to this day because it just happens to have been directed by the best studio director ever. You can get into yeah. art house and all yeah. kinds, but whatever you want to say, but the the best studio director ever made this film and it just it stands as like this lasting legacy of how incredible he is and what a great vision he had oh absolutely and uh, i want to ask richard again what are, i never asked you sorry what are what's some of your favorite scenes uh, in God, the film I mean, anything that sticks out like when you think of jaws what's the first thing that comes to it's mind it's always we haven't talked about I was talking about this because you guys didn't it's become so parodied I mean the soundboards I was playing earlier I mean the fans the soundboards I was playing earlier like are every soundboard ever has the Jaws theme on it but the first thing I think of is how awesome that kind of theme and score is oh of course and it's such it's like saying favorite album ever for Revolver by the Beatles (laughs) but uh, it's there's a reason it's awesome it's a great uh, blockbuster and it's it's it speaks so much as to what uh, Spielberg understands about filmmaking, in that it's an, it's an experience for every cell in your body. Yeah, and and so Great it's way. it's for your ears and it's for your heart and it's for your eyes and it's for every piece of it. And I think the inclusion of that so early on. I mean, there's movies forever that have scores, but really that score is a character in the film in so many ways. And uh, that's if you ask me, Jaws, that's what I always think of. That's a great point. I want to talk more about this score. Uh, John Williams, of course. And he's uh, the never... guy from Oingo Boingo, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Danny Elfman, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. I always confuse those uh, two. But John Williams did the score. And it's worth noting that he did Jaws in 1975. This guy just pulled out like six cell phones from his pocket. He, he, did, uh, he did Jaws in, in 1975. Uh, Lucas, of course, did Star Wars 1977. Uh, J- John Williams came very highly recommended from Steven Spielberg. Right. It's safe to say that had Spielberg not done Jaws, had Jaws not been the success that it was, that Star Wars would not be what it was now. Yeah. Uh, you know, imagine uh, a, a John Williams-less Star Wars. Uh, imagine oh, yeah. Star Wars with a 1970s era uh, score. You know, a, a, a maybe disco. Maybe Yeah, I was going to say. You know, elect- from Shaft. Yeah. An elect- an yeah. electronica score, yeah. you know, something like that. Um, so, I mean, we have we have uh, Jaws to thank uh, for Star Wars. Uh, that's a that's weird way thing, to say man. it. But. At some point, somebody would have broken the formula for blockbuster summer movies. Some point, but it's it's great that Spielberg did it because he just left the best blueprint you could possibly have and impacted so many of these other movies down the line that he did, that Lucas did, that blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, Jaws is is. You wonder what 
does Star Wars get made, and does it look like and sound like Star Wars without Jaws? If if the production issues on Jaws, which if you don't know about those things, you should totally go back and uh, yeah, watch yep. videos and read articles and all that stuff uh, because there's so much amazing stuff about what happened on the set. If the production issues took Jaws down, what happens with Star Wars and all the rest of the movies to come after that? You're you're absolutely right. It and it's worth buying the Blu-ray just yes. for the special features yeah, you, of the of the production yeah. uh, mishaps that they had. And there's a great you know hour hours of documentary. I think even Discovery Channel maybe yeah somebody Shark or Week did one Shark one Week year did too. one one yeah. year that was fantastic too. Yeah. And, and it's something that I always have loved uh, hearing is how do you make a film on the water? It's just right. It, for a 26-year-old director to say, sure, I'll do that, yeah. it's quite well, ballsy, yeah, the, honestly. Yeah, the, they went way over budget. The, the, the shark, the animatronic shark malfunction once it got wet. Uh, an, an extra or a, uh, one of the, the crew actually died on the set. Uh, this yeah. all kind of, like anything that could have gone wrong like went wrong. Yeah, went wrong with the movie, and yet they were still able to pull it off in such a way <laughs> that uh, uh, was able to make this incredible film that obviously had this huge impact and blah blah. blah. Yeah, you're totally right, Kent. If you if you don't own a single Blu-ray, you should go buy Jaws just to be able to watch all the extras. It is. Uh, it's it's a must own for a Blu-ray yeah, aficionado. Absolutely. You have to see this movie if you haven't seen Jaws and you're somehow. Listening yeah. to this show, you have to get off right now and, and watch this film. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's it's come to the Alamo Draft House on Saturday. You, you've got it in thirty five millimeter. The yeah, original. You've got to see it. it on the big screen. Honestly, I can yeah. honestly say. Yeah. And the thirty five millimeter showing makes Quentin Tarantino very very happy. It does. I remember growing up and going to the water park, and they actually used to have dive in movie. Yeah. I don't know if you ever did that, Brian, growing up. No, I hate the water, but uh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Dive-in movie in which they, they had this big wave pool, and they would show uh, movies. Basically, they would put a screen up in a projector, and you would sit in the wave pool and watch movies. Well, they would always show Jaws every summer. And talk about uh, a scary experience. You know, Jaws in itself in a regular <laughs> theater is scary. Imagine sitting in water yeah. and watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, it just begged for people to swim underneath and grab people's legs. And yeah, of like course. That. Yeah, and, and then I would have peed, so that's why I exactly. never go do those things. A lot of great memories my, associated uh, my with the movie. Bo- one of my bosses, at one of my old jobs, a couple of my old jobs, actually, but he lived. He grew up in Key West, uh, Florida, and he went to see Jaws. He's you know uh, fifty now, so he went to see Jaws as a. As a uh, 10-year-old, I guess, of this sure. 40th anniversary, and uh, was living in Key West and uh, spent the first half of the summer going out and enjoying the beach and, and fishing with his friends and swimming and all that stuff. And then he saw Jaws, and he didn't <laughs> go to the ocean for like three yeah, years. That's the tagline, man, West. and it's totally right. Yeah. <laughs> What's the tagline? Uh, be afraid to go in the water. Oh, okay. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Brian lives yeah. by be it. afraid to go in the water. Yeah. That's it's, why he doesn't bathe. Look, the water is not our, our area. We should leave it to them. Sad yeah. to think how the many... sharks don't come up here. Yeah. Sad to think how many sharks have died because of Jaws. Oh, it's there's a documentary on that. Yeah. Is there really? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, an entire, there's an entire industry, shark fishing industry built around basically... Jaws. The Japanese, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That if Crazy. you essentially, if you would have if the in 1974, 
it was this, and then 75 and on, it's it, wow. you know, this That's huge spike in, in shark fishing and trophy fishing and all that stuff. I think this is going to have stuff. a great little turnout, though. This yeah, is this, this is a theater. pumped house, It's getting man. pretty packed. Awesome. I see a lot of shark-themed shirts. Yeah. Do we have the, uh, we have the interviewing mic? No. We do, but it's not set up, okay, so that's fine. unfortunately Sorry, we're... I was hoping to get some more blended talk. I want to talk to this guy who's wearing a Troy Aikman UCLA jersey <laughs> and a UCLA hat. Multiple multiple shark shirts. I see one that says it's it's a play off the Jaws movie poster. Yeah. The iconic movie poster, I should say. And it says uh, pizza yeah. in the Jaws font with a slice of pizza in Jaws' place. I see one, Mr. James Wallace, who's our liaison over here, our contact over at the Alamo Draft House, has one that is the Jaws, a play once again on the uh, Jaws poster with, instead of Jaws, it says Jawas, and it's got yeah. a little Jawa on there. I like that. Double. Once again, if there was no Jaws, set. there would be no Star Wars. Yep. Exactly. And if there was no Star Wars, there'd be no Now You See Me. Right. <laughs> Any other general thoughts on Jaws, fellas? Anything you noticed the last like, time watching it that you, wow, man, that's a great moment or anything like that? We touched on a lot. Uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Is such yeah. a, I mean, that's been parodied and cliched a hundred billion times. Is that the best line now? ever in a movie? It's got to be up there, man. It's Adam, too. Yeah. It's best not in the script. Top three blockbuster lines of all time. For you. Ooh, that'd be a good one. So it's it's got to be, we're going to need a bigger boat. Welcome to Earth might be on there, and then a punch. Get off my plane. Get off, get off my plane. plane. <laughs> there are probably the ones that resonate with you. That I, I'm sure. Yeah, Welcome to Earth is actually a pretty good one yeah. uh, for Independence Day. Man. Yeah. The Next year's 20 years for Independence Yippee-ki-yay. Day. we got to do one of those. Yippee-ki-yay is kind of one yeah. from yeah. Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, there's know, too many. The closer today. you are, the less you'll see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a classic. Shut your butt. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and on that note. What about Sunny? You know, we got to bury these ashes. <laughs> from from Trap Day, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm uh, paraphrasing. Yeah. It's, it's something fine. like that. We and have to bury them right now. Or spread them right now. <laughs> on that note. I love this kid's going yeah. to see Jaws for the first time. Good job. Hey, nice. hey man. Awesome. Awesome. We'll see Good you Good parenting there. right there. Great parenting. The kid is four years old. It's, <laughs> it's actually awful parenting. Yeah, Cooper's in the car. I'll be right back. <laughs> Which is worse. Yeah. You're going jobs. He's fine. Or he's been he didn't even get over 100 today. So <laughs> He's good. He's resilient. What's the line in uh, Home Alone where John Candy's talking to her in the, in the U-Haul? Yeah. Kid, and he's like, kids are resilient, kids are resilient these resilient. days. You know, <laughs> yeah. he bounce back three weeks or so. Yeah. He starts talking again. <laughs> you mean uh, North American Treasure, John yes. Candy. By That's the way, true. that entire scene, totally ad libbed. Really? Yes. And you yeah. can you, you can, can almost tell. tell. It's one take. And you can tell with Catherine O'Hara that she's doing everything. She. By the way, American Treasure, Catherine yeah, O'Hara, that's true. I'm ashamed. That, North I am American ashamed Treasure. that I have not right? brought her up yet. She's Canadian, Yeah, I think, I think so. But, right. yeah, those two I work together Catherine forever. O'Hara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, that yeah, that whole scene is one take and, and ad-libbed. Well, this has been fun, guys. It has. This Go has been Jaws. awesome. If you haven't seen Jaws, A, what's wrong with you? And B, get yourself a copy of Jaws or, uh, or go to a theater. Come to this theater Saturday. Come come this, yeah. Go to an Alamo Draft House and see Jaws. They'll be doing screenings all summer long. Yeah, I'm sure your local movie house, if you're not a, a chain type of town, will be showing Jaws at some point. Uh, but like I said, get, pick up the Blu-ray restoration. It's a, it's a must-have on any on yeah. any movie shelf. And, uh, man, this was awesome. Thank you to the Alamo Draft House yes. for, for having us and hosting us and inviting us out here. Like I said, this will be a monthly thing for us from now on. And we'll try and uh, and get the, the pulse of the movie audiences around here. I apologize we don't have our 
our audience mic this time set up. Uh, we'll we'll do that next time. We'll interview some of these fine folks about what kind of movies they like and stuff like that. Uh, so, Brian, where can we find you online? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 and you can find my writing occasionally at the madaboutmoviespodcast.com website. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden, or you can find me online at richardbarden.com. That's Barden, B-A-R-D, as in... Uh, D's uh, <laughs> com and Kent uh, if I were to look for you on social media and I'm, I'm just trying to find the, the best available resource for Kent Garrison scripted material where would I yes. go you would find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and find our show on Twitter at MAM underscore podcast uh, all of our shows are tweeted out on there hilarious movie banter weekly daily uh, hourly at that uh, can, can be found on our Twitter and our Facebook page at Mad About Movies Podcast on Facebook and on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. We have all of our episodes. Only our most recent 100 episodes show up on iTunes, so if you want anything older than that, you're going to have to go to the website and, uh, and join us there. And if you like what you hear, leave us five stars on iTunes. Donate the uh, the amount of your choice via our website, too, and the donate no button. No limit. There's no, no limit. limit. Not like political contributions. And uh, once again, thank you to James Wallace, the, yes. uh, the entire crew here at Alamo Draft House. We'll see you soon. We will be back uh, podcasting and, and talking all this stuff. And thank you to the people here for uh, awkwardly staring at us while yes. we broadcast. <laughs> we really appreciate uh, it. News it's not off-putting at all. We enjoy it. <laughs> we love it. We feel like zoo exhibits, and it's fabulous. But really passive-aggressive zoo exhibits that not that many people are interested in. Right. We're like the meerkats. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to get yeah. to the monkeys. I'm trying to get yes. to the lions. Just, right. But I will kind of look at these meerkats look. for a couple seconds. Cool wombat. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been great, guys. Until next time, yeah. I will see you at the cinema. Bye-bye. Goodbye.